Hello, this is Victor Nyauchi listening to Clubhouse and Podcast. Not that cricket. Podcast. The name is Larry Kiridai, and uh, this is the podcast that brings you as close to Zimbabwean cricket as that has happened. It is just after the uh, disappointing loss for Zimbabwe against uh, the Netherlands, a great result for the Netherlands. And I'm joined here by Naza. I shouldn't, should I say Naza in public? <laughs> uh, no, that's what a lot of guys call me. Uh, yeah, no, it's a really disappointing day for Zimbabwe cricket today, wasn't it? Um, didn't expect to lose against the Netherlands. But what it was is uh, some really, really outstanding performances. Um, Jeddah played absolutely brilliant. He got 100 of, I think, 86 or 96 deliveries. 110 of 96 uh, deliveries and got his side across the line. And then uh, this is sort of, I mean, there's so much to unpack from this. The collapse at the beginning. Uh, let's, let's go bit by bit because I was just going to jump to something. <laughs> bit by bit, the collapse at the beginning. Zimbabwe play in these conditions all the time in domestic cricket and so forth is an excuse for that losing that many wickets in the first 10 overs. We know the first hour is difficult, but these are your home conditions. Yeah, but I think that uh, I was really impressed by Klaassen and uh, Van Meekeren. Yeah, 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 I think they they bowled really, really well and they figured out the right lengths to bowl here. And for me, I think they also bowled with a lot of energy and pace. They bowled with a good pace, good length, shorter than we we generally exp- um, believe is a good length here yeah. okay but they made it work and i think that was the difference that kind of surprised a lot of people i mean like the dismissal of innocent career uh not a not a lot that he did wrong to get out uh, and i think also gary balance didn't really do much wrong technically you know if you if you if you thought about it but it was just two really really good deliveries that bounced a little bit more than they both those guys expected um, and you look at Western Medavid, he was looking good, he was looking amazing, he looked like he was, you know, trying to go for a big one, and then that happens. For a guy who's out of form, I'm sure that's, that's just, just gutting. Yeah, it's just like one of those really funny things about cricket, um, and it's ironic that you're, uh, when you're struggling for runs and have been struggling for runs, you get out that way in the most unfortunate sort of way. And we saw a little while later, there was a drop catch when Skandaraza, who's not been struggling for runs, was dropped off a fairly straightforward catch. And it's just like one of those really, really bizarre things about cricket. thing I saw for a bit is the Zimbabwean players rushed themselves a bit. Uh, Raza trying to get go for the sixes early on. Um, Burl trying to chase a wide delivery. At that point... I mean, I think that's sort of the difference that I saw from um, the, the century maker from the, the Netherlands, is that he slowed the game down. Even if you look at it, uh, Clive Madande, just slowed the game down and forced the bowlers to play at your, at your pace. Yeah, I mean, like, well, that's also very, very true. But like, uh, I think, remember the other thing that uh, um, a really, really good catch was required to get rid of Skander Raza. Really, yeah. really good catch. And then... Uh, um, 
century maker for the Netherlands was dropped twice in one over. And it was, again, really, really good catch was required to get rid of him. Both mm. times, uh, Zimbabweans weren't able to hold on to those catches. And I think it's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's a sign of just like those, like how this game is won on inches. It's, you get, you, you know, like typically you expect Wellington Masakaza to take both those catches. Easily. But today he didn't take them and, it, and then it went Netherlands' way. Because I don't think that the follow-on batsman would have been able to actually find the boundaries consistently. Um, so is it sort of kind of case of it's meant to be, it's meant to be? I wouldn't say meant to be, meant to be, because it's ultimately drop catches. Are, no, I just mean like if those catches don't stick, if you look, then you gave the example of the other team, the catches do stick. So if it's meant to be in your in your favour, then it's just going to be meant to be. Yeah, well, yeah, perhaps. But like, I think as a professional sportsman, you can't think of it that way. Mm. You've got to always... Um, I suppose embrace the illusion of control you've got to say well listen as long as I'm doing these things right then the outcomes are going to over a long period work out in my favor as long as we take our catches we bowl the major- majority of, of deliveries at the right in the right place relative to the actual context of the game you know what I mean and I, I don't think Zimbabwe did that throughout the 50 overs they got it right up front, Lissing Zarabani was very, very good in his first, I think, five overs. He went for about maybe 10 or 12 runs. And then uh, in his uh, second five overs, he didn't quite find the right line and length. Is uh, it said that you probably find that with um, Richard Garaba? Like in the in the final overs, these guys are going for three and over. You should think that, well, you know, they, they can keep it tight. But at that point, I guess, it's now you swing at the bat. If you hit it, it goes goes for four, goes for a six. It gives you it gets you closer if you're the Netherlands player. That's right, because I think uh, Blessing Zarbani was about eight overs for about 25 runs. He finished with eight, uh, 10 overs for 40. So that means he went for 20 runs in his last two overs. And then Richard Garava went for a number that's quite similar. similar. Yeah, we were around 20 runs in his final two overs. Interestingly enough, Brad Evans had to bowl this over where he had to defend four of six. And he went for, so I think, seven in his last over. So those are the differences that I think Zimbabwe's got to get right in the next game. It's just when you've got a ball, at, 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 it's understanding what to bowl at different stages in the game. And today, Zimbabwe didn't bowl well enough at the death. I okay, think let's talk about some a good point for Zimbabwe. Clive Madande. Yeah, um... He played really, really well. But I, I think for me, uh, it was something that Craig Irvin said in the post-match interview. He says, I think we should have gone around about 280. So why we got 249 today. Uh, and Clive Madande was the last wicket to four. Uh, 47.3 deliveries. 47 overs and three deliveries was what Zimbabwe faced. If they'd faced their full 50, they could have gotten to 280. I'm being hyper, hypercritical because he did play very, very well. But the interesting thing is, I think if you'd gotten an Indian cricketer, okay, because India are the top side in the world probably at the moment, or an Australian cricketer, he would have understood that I've got to go and get myself a very, very big score. I've got to finish the overs here. But this is a guy who's playing in his fourth ODI, or third, fourth ODI. So, I mean, I know we can hyper, be hypercritical, but this is probably a kid who's never faced the situation before and in his defense I saw him a lot of the times trying to see how he could shield Blessing Zarabadi. He did it uh, the first over the Blessing Zarabadi came in but Zarabadi got like a four and then a two afterwards and they stopped trying to shield him and then I guess did, did that 
almost feel I almost felt like he started thinking then I, I can have a go here uh, and played a bit of an unnatural game yeah no, um, he did um, but as I said it's, it's just because my thinking is this Zimbabwe is hosting the World Cup in 2027 okay and Clive Madande is going to be part of those plans if he continues on the trajectory he is um, he's going to be part of those plans and he's going to be batting right now he's been batting at 8 and 7 and 8 for most of his career but I think the longer he's in the game he's going to be one of the key players he's probably going to end up batting maybe as high as 6 probably 7 and and if he goes crazy he could end up being a 5 yeah. in, the, in that context he's going to be the guy who was winning so I'm, I'm perhaps looking a little too far into um, I just think it's hypercritical because yeah. uh, this is 4th ODI so and then, it, it, if he hasn't faced a lot of the situations, his first 50, mm. uh, oh, yeah, his high score before was like 25, 24 actually. Mm. So, I'm looking at the positive of his output. <coughs> no, I know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I think, I, I think it was a very, very brave performance. And I, th- I think it was a very, very mature performance. And I think it's something I've said on another podcast that I think every time I've seen Clive Madande in the last sort of 18 months, he looks better and better. Yeah. And so, this is the best... In fact, I was telling that to somebody today, that I think Darlington told me that, Mm. that this kid keeps improving. Yeah, and I I think, you know, so today is is a sign. But, like, what I'm trying to make the comparison of is that Clive Madande, Mohamed Rizwan. Clive Madande, Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Uh, Clive Madande, Alex Carey. Uh, that is the group of cricketers he's going to be competing against. Clive Madande. Quinton uh, Donny is done, but, yeah, but no, I but get like, your point. Yeah, <laughs> and Quinton de Kock is still playing. Yeah. So those are the group of cricketers that are his peers that he's competing against as a wicket keeper batsman. So those are the standards he's actually got to eventually reach. Uh, and sooner rather than later is, 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 would be the ideal but like I think that is the key is to understand that in the context of the game that Zimbabwe is playing in what he did today was outstanding because it points it, it points in a, in a really really good in the right traje- trajectory, trajectory. Yeah. but in the context of if he was playing in a, in a important match today he is playing in an important match what he should have done better is actually complete to the 50, 50 overs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Sean Williams comes back. Who drops? Probably Wesley. I mean, after the fact that you look so good today, and he came out, he went out to an unfortunate delivery. As, as, as the coaching said, are you tempted to say maybe someone else or maybe make... I don't know. What do you do? It, it, it's, a, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, it, like, say so for me, there's... there's uh, not many options because the other option is um, Sean Williams is good enough to bowl 10 overs left on spin in a game okay the other option is to remove Wellington Masakadza okay and that is and he's been taking wickets yeah and and he got 35 important 35 runs today 3 wickets for 39 today as well so he's he's not really the guy that you can get rid of I don't think you can get rid of Ngarawa I don't think you can get rid of Zarabani and I don't think you can get rid of uh, Brad Evans. Um, so Sean Williams comes in. The 
least secure position in that is that number three that Wesley Nadevere played today. Or four. He actually came out for four. Yeah, okay. All right. So next match is on uh, Thursday. How's the commentary going for this? I know that it's kind of hard calling <laughs> a match in which the team loses, but how have you been experiencing it? Well, I, I think we've, uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, like, <laughs> I have the best job in the world because I, so, somebody pays me to watch, watch cricket, cricket. <laughs> and to talk about cricket. And then, you know, uh, you know and, and I'm in a, in a really, really comfortable position where I can get some things wrong without any real consequences, which is kind of sad, but, like, it's the way it is. Whereas the players out there, they've got a lot. Of they have consequences yeah, yeah. when they don't get things right. So Westy Madavere's not gotten things right, and I, I, it's just a matter of time before those consequences become real for him. Mm. But I think it actually could be a really, really good thing for him. But it's also good that he's in the setup. Yeah, I know because I th- yeah because what he is is he, it's, he's been recognised. They recognise that you know what, it's, you're a really, really important pl- part of our future plans. Uh, and we want to work with you towards achieving those future plans and becoming that that great cricketer that I think that he is actually going to be. I, I had a chat with uh, what the coach was talking about. He's just one knockaway, and this guy is going to score runs for fun. So I think as a, as, as a ca- coach, I know in this instance you get a limited p- space, but as a coach you're always saying that I'll give him one more because I think this kid is going to be incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, like, it's like what you should mum Gill in, in the first T20s, like mm. first five T20s, I score is like six or something like that. Mm. And then it comes afterwards, he scores 100, next uh, ODI scores 200 or something like that. So it, it's, it's kind of one of those situations. Yeah, yeah I think definitely. And, I, and, and like for me, like there's something about Wesley Madavere. One of the most frustrating cricketers that I loved as a youth, as a younger cricketer, was a guy called Aravinda de Silva, who played for Sri Lanka, has a World Cup winner's medal. Okay, but there were some really frustrating periods yeah. in his career mm. where he'd get like 20 of 12 deliveries or, you know, 20 of 8 and get himself out. Mm. And, then, uh, or, and then he'd go and make this beautiful 100 of 90 deliveries in a test match at Lords and stuff like that, you know. Mm. And, and for me, I think the closest we have to that, that absolute like magic, the thing that makes me really, really love cricket and, and gush, you get emotional about cricket. I think the closest that Zimbabwe has to that is actually Westy Madavere. So what's your prediction? Can Zimbabwe bounce from this? I think they can. Um, Do I you think, think they will? I think they will. Because the other thing is this is we uh, have witnessed this before. We were here, I think it was last year in November when Bangladesh were here. Uh, it was uh, uh, August. August. And I don't know if you remember exactly it how it worked yeah, out. Is that Bangladesh won the first one. Correct? Oh, yes. And then uh, Zimbabwe, under immense amount of pressure, actually, I think it managed to defend 220 in the second one and then absolutely pulverized Bangladesh in a run chase in the third ODI, where uh, I think it was Kaya and uh, Raza both got hundreds. Innocent Kahir got his first test, um, one day international 100 in that one. And I think having that in your database of successes is such an important, like, emotional, I suppose, I think, tool to have, is to know that we've done this before. Yeah. And, and, and the guys who've done it before are all on the field for Zimbabwe mm. through this, uh, the next 
on the 25th they're going to be on the field for Zimbabwe and then on the, on, on the Saturday they're going to be on the, fifth, on the field for Zimbabwe so I yeah. think it, it's very very important to have that database of experiences and then also to, to just have the situation where the least experienced player in your side today is Clive Madande and he's gone and pulled out this performance mm. Wellington Masakadza very very good performance and then Richard Ngarava again a good performance with a bat and then a good performance with a ball in the first eight overs that he bowled. So it's, there's a lot of really, really positive things to go and to take out from this game. Yeah, and especially because it was so close, it means that there isn't much. It was If it was a trouncing, you could say, OK, this is what's up. You know, there's a lot to try and correct. In this instance, I don't think there's much to correct, except to just execute and get the right result. Now, uh, your socials again? Uh, Darlington Matambanazo. At Darlington Matambanazo is my Instagram. And then Darlington Matambanazo is my Facebook. And uh, Dali underscore Mataz is my uh, Twitter. Okay. So, okay, my name is Larry Quidirai, and uh, this is a three men, three men on a boat production. And as far as the podcast goes, it's the Clubhouse in podcast. As I say, from where I come from, I'll see you, Sassi Benza. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 